0: Hey, 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 did you miss me? I am back. This is Monique with the Brown Vegan Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I know it's been a little while. I just before we get into today's interview, I do want to say that um, my last conversation was in July with Michelle Johnson, my good friend, Michelle Johnson. And that was such a great experience for me that I decided that for the podcast, most of these episodes will be conversations. I think it's so important to get um, stories from other vegans in a way that inspires you to embrace this lifestyle with your family. And um, I think it's so important to share these stories because what I'm learning is that some, so many of us have the same goals and the same dreams for our lives. And I think it's important to to share some of these experiences because I know that it will help you move forward in your own life and your own vegan journey. So as always, this show is set up in a way for you to embrace vegan life in a way that's accessible, down to earth, fun, and most importantly, long-term. Today, my guest is going to be Krista Shelton. I actually met her, wow, it's been like four years since we've met each other. We met each other on Twitter, just like Michelle. We're awesome friends. Krista has been a vegan since 2006. She's a vegan coach. She's a writer. She's a speaker. And she also participated in a figure competition, which is amazing as a vegan. So we're going to talk about how she feels her best when she's eating the rainbow, all of the colors of the rainbow. And she's eating clean, how she feels her best during that time. We're also going to talk about her views on the vegan label vegan police. (laughs) Yeah, some of us can probably relate to the vegan police. And also she's going to share all of her experiences with being in a figure competition as a vegan. So I think this is a wonderful conversation. I love, love, love doing this. And you can definitely expect more from me as far as how this goes. In the show notes, I'm going to show or share all of Krista's information so that you can reach out to her on social media and also visit brownvegan.com to get all of the resources and everything that we mentioned in this podcast. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump right into the conversation.
1: Hey Krista, thank you so much for being on the Brown Vegan Podcast. How are you today? I'm great. How are you? I'm well, just hanging in there, you know. Life, you know. <laughs>
2: yeah, no, yeah. I totally, I totally get it. It's um, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be going really mini, um out today because it's going to be like I think 106
1: degrees where I am.
2: So um, yeah, that's how
1: I'm doing. <laughs> you know what? I can't listen. I have. I'm not listening to this because she, Krista is in LA, so she enjoys beautiful weather all year long. So I don't want to hear about your 106. It's cloudy here. <laughs> it's kind of chilly. Okay. I haven't been out. I haven't been outside, but I saw my neighbor walking his dog earlier with a jacket on. So I don't want to hear about your 106. <laughs> okay,
2: all right, that's fine. All right. I'll, I'll be quiet about that. Then I will be. Quiet about it. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> so I wanted to have Krista on the show because we met, oh my gosh, it's been about what, three years? Yeah, about three years? Oh, so.
2: yeah. I think, oh my gosh, that's crazy. But yeah, I think we're right, about three years. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, three or four years, it may have been more like four, because I think it was when I first became a vegan is around the time. No, maybe it's more like three. When we met, I don't even remember how we met. Was it Twitter? <laughs> I think, yeah, I think
2: it was Twitter. I think, like, I was, you know, I tweeted some stuff, you would tweet it back, and then somehow we just ended up, like, just clicking, you know, just from that. And then, I know. And you then, know, we ended up in you know, talking on Skype, and it it was just like something I think that was just like organically just happened.
1: Yes, and this is why I always tell people that, you know, if you don't know any vegans in your real life, like your day-to-day life, use social media because you will be able to connect with the most amazing people. And Krista is definitely one of those people that I met. Aww. And you were actually one of the first people that I met on social media, and, and that's when I was able to see, like, the power of, like, wow, how the world feels so small. Because even though we've never technically met in person, I feel like we have because we're always on Skype. <laughs> so it's like yes. it's like we exactly. met. exactly, <laughs> exactly. You know, you're absolutely right about that
2: because it's like, you know, social media, you know, it, it definitely – if you use it, you know, in, in a positive way and you're putting that out there, you will definitely run into some great people like I have with you and just so many other people, that you, you know, like-minded people that you can connect with. So it's, it's, it's really a good tool if you use it, just like you were saying.
1: Yes, definitely. So I want to talk about, of course, your vegan journey and um, just kind of share some of your background of why you started this lifestyle. Um, I know for – So many people, there's different reasons of why, how long you've been Mm -hmm. a vegan, all of that good Uh stuff. Just kind of go ahead and share some of your story. Okay. Well,
2: actually, I think I became a vegan sort of by accident. Um, Well, actually, a a good friend of mine, like my best friend um, at the time, she was dabbling in vegetarianism, and then she transitioned to vegan. This was like back in 2001. It was like back in 2001, actually. And I remember her saying as she was doing that, and I was like, okay, you go right on ahead. I have no (laughs) desire to um, cut out any type of meat. And it's not even like I was a really big meat eater. I mean, of course, I ate meat and cheese, but it wasn't like, you know, I was like this staunch, like I have to have it all the time, but obviously it was a part of my life. And so I just remember her talking about it, and I just dismissed it. And think about back in 2001, I mean, the um, accessibility of it was much less Obviously, yeah, than yeah. it is now. So she was, you know, telling me things about tofu and uh, tempeh. I wanted to try and first for the first time so I was nasty. I was like, there's no way. But somehow, um, I was, you know, cut to, I don't know, maybe a few months later, I was having a conversation with my brother in law, and we were just talking about eating meat. And he thought, a vegan, vegetarian, none of that sensibility at all. I mean, he is a diehard, you know, meat. I guess you could say the cliche and potatoes kind of – well, potatoes are vegan. But you know what I mean. So he was, like, really into into meat. And so we were just talking about it. And it was the first time that I thought about meat, literally. Like, I saw the actual cow in my mind. And I saw, you know, the actual pig. And, and it's not even at that time I didn't think I was eating pork anymore. I think I had this new transition. I wasn't eating pork But still, I was really kind of looking at turkey, and I started thinking about it more literally, and it just started to gross me out. Like, when I just thought about it, and I thought about the animal, and then I thought about the animal, it was just, uh, it just became, I wasn't able to have that disconnect between the two anymore in my mind. And so I decided at that point, I said, okay, I'm going to, for seven days, I'm going to cut out meat. Now, I didn't cut out cheese or fish, Uh, however, I was like, okay, I'm going to, see what happened. So for the seven days, after the seven days, I had no, I didn't miss it. I didn't have any desire to go back to it. So that was back in 2001, and I stopped eating everything except, I still was eating fish and, and cheese and um, fish and dairy and, and um, eggs. And then from that point, from 2001 up until 2006, it was a roller coaster, really. I, I mean, I started researching more, and I knew that I needed to cut out the fish and the dairy and eggs as well. But that took, you know, a little bit longer, especially the cheese, because I wasn't too mm-hmm. freak. Um, but then in 2006, I met my ex-boyfriend, um, who is now ex-boyfriend, and he was a vegan. And at that time, like I said, I was still, I guess, what people refer to themselves as vegetarian. I guess they still eat cheese and to um, fish and dairy. And then I finally, in 2006, you know, being around him and knowing in my heart that I needed to just kick it all, I finally did and that's really kind of what happened and when I did that 2006 you know there was no turning back and it's, it's really like the best decision I think I've made in my in my lifetime for sure so far. anyway.
1: I love that you know what I love the most I love the fact that it was like a very gradual change for you I feel like sometimes people think that it has to happen overnight and that mm-hmm. you can't just slowly reduce some of the things you eat and then it can completely eliminate those things. So I just love the fact that it was just like, okay, this is what happened. This is how I got here. I'm not going to beat myself up to the fact that I'm not doing it all overnight and just gradually get to that point. So because I guess it was about, what, five years really from 2001 Mm -hmm. to when you actually, five to six years. So, yeah, Yeah. I can see that. it
2: was. It was. So for you,
1: I know you said it was more of like when you really thought about like, because I think a lot of times the reason why most of us, can't or feel like we can't transition is because of the disconnect. Like we don't see, we see the turkey on our plate, but we don't see how the turkey got to our plate. And that's something that we've never been educated about, most of us. So right. for you, when you put that together, was it more so for health reasons? I know you said you were grossed out for health reasons, or was it ethical or a little bit of both of how it was you got to that point? It
2: was definitely for health reasons mm-hmm. uh, because I still was, I until so, I don't know, I guess, gosh, maybe only two years ago did I start transitioning to becoming more ethical, uh, a more ethical vegan. At that time, it was completely just about the food and about the health. And, you know, I did notice things about my body change, you know, um, when I did eliminate certain things. I just had very, very bad uh, symptoms, you know, at that time of the month. And, I mean, really bad sometimes where I would be bedridden for the day, and, I, and I, after I cut out, especially really the dairy is when I noticed the, the difference. And so I would mm. say definitely the, um, uh, my reasoning was about health. And then obviously with anything, the more you get into it and the more you learn, then it just, it can, you know, it continues to evolve. And so, you know, like I said, now – uh, it's, it's more all-encompassing. where It's not just about the food. It's about actually animal welfare and yeah, obviously it's doing to our planet and all these other things come into play. But, yeah, definitely it was for the health at first.
1: Yeah, see, I feel like that's, that's how it is for a lot of people, including myself. For me, I started this um, for, it wasn't health, it was for ethical reasons, and now I'm starting to embrace more of the health. So I feel like no matter how we got to this place, I feel like right. we all kind of, end up being on the opposite side, and we don't even think we're going to be. We're like, "Uh, I don't really care about the animal part. I just care about the health. And then, like, (laughs) a couple years later, we we care about the health. (laughs) We care about the animal, excuse me. So, yeah, I definitely see how that can happen. So what changes, because I know you said as far as your your cycle, you noticed um, an improvement in that, but what other changes have you – I mean, I know it's been a while for you that you've been on this journey. So sometimes Mm -hmm. it's kind of hard to remember back then and how things are now sometimes, but – I mean, Have you noticed any other changes within your body or just your outlook on life since you started this journey in 2016?
2: You, know, you know, I think, um, well, obviously the, uh, my, my cycle was huge. That's, that's a big part of it. Uh, I think other than that, yeah, I mean, I feel like, um, how do I say this? You know, I feel like when I am at my optimal best, In terms of how I'm eating as a vegan, because as you both, as you and I both know, you can be an extremely unhealthy vegan.
0: So Mm -hmm.
2: for me, what I mean is when I'm eating clean as possible on my vegan diet, absolutely, you know, my energy levels are you know are great. You know, I I, um you know not getting sluggish during the day. Uh, Just how you said, not getting sick as often. I mean, that is one thing that I have noticed. I don't really think, to be fair, I don't think that I really was the type of person that got sick a lot in general, even before my a diet. But obviously, that just, I guess, sustains that or even makes it better, you know, continues to make it better um, than not getting mm-hmm. sick. So I think those are the, um, the main things, you know, I noticed, um, you know, I guess, to be 100% honest, you know, like I said, when, when I'm eating at my absolute best, vegan, you know, lots of fruits and vegetables, and- then that's when it's, like, the absolute best, where I feel the absolute best, where I've seen myself and how I feel from the inside. and i transform even my attitude, my mood and everything. As well, what I do notice is that when I am eating more processed things or whatever the case in that, you know, that can, that can shift a little bit, I'm going to be completely honest. Um, so, I mean, obviously I try to, you know, be as um, – as conscious about that and, you know, eating the rainbow and all that other stuff. But, you know, I think those are just the, the main things. I'm not getting sick a lot and, you know, just feeling good and, you know, um, just, you know, feeling good and just being able to sit down and really feel good about the choices that you're making and what you're eating. I think that in itself is something that makes you feel good from the inside also.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that for myself. Um, it's funny because we've talked about this before in so many ways. I consider myself to be like a junk food vegan, <laughs> maybe because <laughs> maybe because my yep, journey. I <laughs> Huh? Say
2: it again? I've been, been
1: cracking me up every time I hear you say that. Okay, <laughs> but, well, I, I, mean, I mean, I can I can be so real about it. And I think it's <laughs> that's how I can grow is just, like, accepting, okay, this is what it is. Now what can I do about it? Like, you know, right. I don't want to be, like, <laughs> I, I want to be so honest with myself about where I stand in this. But it's funny because um, I know that for myself, the same as you, is when I'm eating my best, I do feel my best. You know, when I'm not eating the processed vegan food, and I have no problem with that. I, I think that it's very helpful, you know, right. especially because I sometimes I tend to be a lazy vegan, so it's just so amazing to have those options available because if they weren't, I probably would be eating far worse. <laughs> right. So Yeah,
2: no, uh, definitely, and I think for people that are, you know, transitioning and they're not sure, you know, I think it's, I mean, I think that's, Basically, I think it can be kind of like a double-edged sword. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I feel like it's a great thing that we have a lot of different options now that are vegan, that are easy things. However, at the same time, it, it can be tricky because you don't want to then have people just choosing those things and neglecting the fact that, okay, you really want to make sure that you're, you know, you're eating your fruits and vegetables and your whole grains and things like that. You know, so I think, I think the main thing with anything, especially in this lifestyle, is balance, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, nobody says that you can't have a vegan donut if you want to or vegan ice cream or what have you. I think the problem comes in when, yes, you find that that's the only thing that you're g- going for, you know. Right. So I just like I said, I think it's about balance and moderation, you know. And I, I think, agree. And I think for new people coming in, I think that should be the point that that we drive home, you know, some of us that are more seasoned in a lifestyle, where yes, you know, there's nothing. It's almost like nothing now that we don't have that you could quote unquote. I don't really like this term anymore, but quote unquote substitute for things that you like that aren't vegan. You know what I'm saying? But just reminding people that, you know, not to make that be like your main focus
1: as to doing it. You know what I mean? Yes, I agree. And this is something that I probably need to focus on myself, you know, um, because I have people, I have eyes on me. So it's just kind of like I need to get a little better about saying, listen, this is something, you know, for when you're busy, don't make this Mm -hmm. a habit. But, um, Sometimes, for me, I think we've talked about this before, it's just kind of like I I feel like I don't necessarily show everything I do. I just kind of show a lot of the replacement things because I feel like people who are finding me are new to this experience. And I don't want them to think that it's just salad, smoothies, and green juice. (laughs) Because it's so many people who think that. Yeah. 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 No,
2: it's clearly not that.
1: But I can see why people think it is because it's funny, you know, and I know you probably, let's talk about that, you know, you go out and you're with people who aren't vegan and you go to like a social gathering and people are like, oh, I made you a salad. I hope you like this salad, and you're and i will be like, I don't eat no damn salad. <laughs> and not saying I don't, not saying I don't eat salad because I do. But to me, a salad is kind of like you know the side to something else, or you know right. I'm putting a lot of like beans in it or something to make it filling, or I'm putting like a whole avocado in it to make it filling. So to me, when somebody gives me, and you know how when you go to social events and things, they don't give you a full, a real salad. They give you <laughs> some lettuce and some tomato and <laughs> right. call it a day. Exactly. exactly, So how is that, like, um, I, I know now, because, I mean, I think that it's one of those things, because you live in L.A. So I've been to L.A. You guys have, like, the most Oil. amazing variety <laughs> yes. of all of the best stuff, and I'm just, it's just, oh, I'm, I'm yeah. just jealous. Yeah. <laughs> so That's how is that, like, thing eating thing. out and things like that for you or going to events? How, how does that work as far as non-vegan? You know, mm-hmm.
2: you know it's, um, well, living out here. Uh, makes it extremely easy uh, because we have so many options, and even if you're even if you're going to a non vegan place they the sensibility about vegan is so ingrained that you really don 't have to worry about it as much so for mm-hmm. so, so basically living here for me makes a social setting where it 's not when no, it 's not vegan makes it much easier because it 's like they know immediately. And they'll even start offering or, you know, make a suggestion of what they can do to make it. Now, if I'm traveling someplace else or, like, for instance, if I go back home or whatever, it's a weird moment because I don't really think about it. You know, if I know I'm going somewhere where there is going to not be uh, a lot of choices for me, then I would just plan ahead. I'll just eat beforehand. And, you know, when I get there, if there's, you know, something I can put together, great. If not, I'm good because I'm already taking care of that. And, um, and then if I – and most often when I do go out with people, it's interesting, especially I guess maybe because I've been doing it for so long with friends and people that I do hang around that aren't vegan, they know me so well. So they already kind of make allowances, and they, like, kind of go out of their way to try to accommodate me more than just trying to give me a salad. And so I've been fortunate in that way, where most of the time, for me personally, I haven't run into that, but I would say for people that aren't, maybe don't have that same sort of uh, situation with them, that I really do think, I'm honest with people, I say, listen, it's not difficult to be vegan. However, you are going to have to probably, you know, you're going to have to plan a little bit more, especially depending upon where you live and the people that you're around. And that's Okay. You know, it's okay to, uh, if you really want to make a change and this is the lifestyle that you want to make, then you make the sacrifices and you make the preparations that you need in order to make it happen. I'm just, yeah. That's just how I look at it. It's like remove the excuses and do what you got to do. And I know that's easier for some than others, but for those that's a little bit more difficult, it, all it takes is maybe a little bit more planning and preparation. And if you're going somewhere and you don't know what's going to be provided, then even take your own food. Sometimes, a couple of times, like when I was training for my competition, Mm-hmm. I take my own food places. You know, you do what you have to do to make your life what you need it to be. And you don't really put that in the hands of somebody else.
1: And so yes.
2: you need to if you need to, you know, make certain allowances or preparations to do it, then that's just what you do. That's really my philosophy on that.
1: Right, and it should be like that. And I agree with that. I think it's because you know I think it's kinda of different, the shift is kinda of difficult, is because a lot of times We're so used, and this is so bad and it's so true, we go our whole lives and we really don't think about what we're eating. So I think it's such a hard (laughs) transition to go. That's a really great point. Yeah, so it's such a different transition to go from not suddenly you don't think about your food to that's probably all you're thinking about because I have to make sure that this is something that's, going to be good for me. I'm going to have to make sure there's no meat, no dairy, no eggs. So it's just right. like uh, it's stressful. It's overwhelming because you never really thought about it. So I think that's probably why um, some people have that issues with shifting. And uh, I well, mean, want you to get past that. Mm-hmm.
2: Right. Yeah, no, I mean, I would encourage people to, like I said, I don't want to come off like, man, because I am obviously have a, sens- a sensitivity to people. I don't wanna, hopefully I didn't just come off like I was. Being, you know, too hard. No, I don't think so at all. No, you know, I don't think no. I just, you know, but I, I do understand that it can be, you know, it is different. But if think about like you just made a really good point, and that we've gone our whole lives mostly not thinking about what we eat, and what no matter what you eat, that's, I think that's a problem. You know, yeah. I think that aside from any label that you put on yourself as it pertains to how you eat. I believe that that's something that we need to look at and I think that's why we have so many sicknesses and diseases is because we have done that. We have gone mm-hmm. all the time and we don't think about what we eat. So whether you're vegan, non-vegan, vegetarian, paleo, whatever it is, whatever label you put on yourself, you should be thinking about what you're eating. And it's not yeah. just something that's assigned to just, oh, well, if you're vegan, you have all this no, because quite frankly you should be thinking about what you're putting in your body as well.
1: That's yes, fine. I love that. Yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead. It's so true. No, 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 it's so no, no, true. You no, know, I
2: mean that's just you know, I just, I mean I just think you, you really just hit some you know, you just hit on something that's just I feel like it's so uh so something that, you know, we really need to look at, you know. As a yes.
1: And, you know, you just, remained, you just made me think of something because about the box. Like, how do you feel about the vegan box? Because you just said how it's important not to, fo- you know, to always focus on what you're going to eat no matter which lifestyle you decide for yourself. How do you mm-hmm. feel about it? Do you think that people should label themselves as vegan or you just think that you should probably do the best you can? Like, where do you, how do you fit in with this box thing
2: um, you know, as far if- as a label? you know, it's interesting. I really think it's a personal choice. You know, it's something I use it with, if people ask me, um, it's not like I, you know, I don't, obviously I don't walk around and I'm like, I'm vegan and I sit down and, and I'm vegan. You know, most of the time I'm very uh, you know, I don't make a big deal about it, you know, for myself. Yeah. And, I, and I think, mm-hmm. again, that just comes with time, you know, and when you've been doing it for, I mean, like I said, for me now it's been eight years. It's just who I am. You know, so it's not like this big production all of the time for me in terms of like how I label myself, quote unquote. Uh, however, I just think that you, every person just needs to do what works for themselves. If it works better for you to announce it, you know, and put a label and wear your kale vegan shirt every day, I mean, that's, that's your prerogative to do that, you know. <laughs> I just, I mean, but if you prefer to kind of keep it to yourself or what have you, then I understand it too. Because quite frankly, I, understand, I, can, I can understand why some people, especially new vegans, will be a little bit apprehensive about labeling themselves. Because on the good side, I mean, yes, it's become more prevalent and, and more people are aware of it. And that's a good thing and it's a bad thing. And I think, you know, especially nowadays, when you have, you know, very extreme vegans that have kind of turned this into a cult-like lifestyle Mm -hmm. to where if you are vegan or label yourself a vegan and then you decide that you don't want to be vegan anymore, you get death threats and you get people, you know, wanting to to burn you at the stake, you know what I'm saying? So I can understand how that can be intimidating to to be vegan. My whole thing to anybody is be who you are, stand your ground. If you want to be, you know, say you're vegan and label yourself as that, fine. If you don't, that's fine too. If you somehow decide this lifestyle isn't fitting for you, for whatever reason, I, first I would encourage you to, you know, examine that, maybe talk to other people, you know, to, you know that could help you if, if you're struggling in it. But for the most part, you know, I just think there's just so many opinions, you know, because people put it like this. When I wasn't an ethical vegan, I shouldn't have even been using the term vegan anyway based upon what a lot of people say. You know what I'm saying? Because vegans, most people, encompasses everything. And so if you are not a complete puritan as a vegan, then you have no business using the term vegan. So I'm sure a lot of people would say about You know what I'm saying? Like Yes, I know exactly like what you're saying. Yeah. You know, they, they police this lifestyle like it's nobody's business. You know? Yes, they and do. Like, you know, I just feel like, you know, you just have to be confident in, in what you're doing and your choices.
1: And you stand your ground with that, and don't let anybody talk you out of it. Because exactly. And I just, I mean, the bo- yeah, the bottom line is just do the best you can. That's the bottom yeah. line. And, yeah, I mean, I feel the same way about the policing. It's just like these days, I used to it used to get to me because I think the reason why it used to get to me is because I was kind of insecure, and that just goes back to what you just said, um, kind of insecure about where I stood in the lifestyle because I felt like I was, like, I couldn't relate to a lot of other people's experiences, and I couldn't relate to how they felt about things. So because of that, I felt like, uh, I don't really fit in. Maybe I shouldn't say anything. Maybe I shouldn't do this. Maybe I shouldn't do that. But these days when they try to police me, I just laugh. It's like funny to me. (laughs) I laugh because I think now it's because it's different. I mean, I feel more secure, and I think that comes with with time anyway. So, I mean, I just love that point about (laughs) – (laughs) i not policing because it's so true. Yeah,
2: it's so true. It's just like people yeah. need to just calm down. <laughs> yes. Like for the most part. I mean, yes, you want people to be educated. Yes, you want people to, you know, be giving, you know, correct information about veganism and not confusing it. And I get that. But, you know, making people, you know, alienating people by scaring them, you know, scaring them off by, you know, and having people, you know, looking around their shoulder if they're, you know, calling themselves vegan, but they still have a leather purse. You know, I just, <laughs> think, that, I just think that's just too much. That's what I'm I so agree.
1: <laughs> it's so true. You're so right. I know that you um, recently, well, it's been several months now, you did a fitness competition. So let's talk about that because I know that's like people think that you can't do – um, a lot of, like, training and mm-hmm. all of those things if you're a vegan. So how was that experience for you? Did you um, have any issues as far as what you ate? Were you Did you feel yeah. like you were still full? I know you had no. um, <laughs> some help. <laughs> no. I, I, just want, I think it's important to talk about that because especially as black women, I feel like a lot of us are not doing that type of competition. So for you to, to do on a fitness competition and you're vegan, I think that's mm-hmm. a very unique experience. So definitely tell us about that. Like, how did that go? How did you get started on that and, like, food and just everything, whatever you want to yeah, say about it. Was, it. <laughs> it, was,
2: it was, yeah, it was unique, all right. That's it for sure. Um, no, as far as the competition, I, it's been something that I've wanted to do for a very long time. I've always been into physical fitness for, oh, gosh, all my life, I guess. You know, I've always had done something, you know, moved my body and done something physically for a very young age, and so I've always, it's something I've always been aware of, you know, even when I went off to college, you know, they always joke about the freshman 15, like, I just like, I—that that is not going to be me, you know, what I'm saying? Like, and that's like, mm-hmm. been, that's not a judgment to anybody that, you know, that, that may have fallen into that, but that's just, just always, I've just always, basically, I'm saying I've always had a sensibility about being fit, and, and exercising and the importance of it, so on and so forth. So I like to always challenge myself physically. And, um, you know, I've always enjoyed being in the gym. I specifically listen in weights. Weightlifting has always been something that I really always gravitated to because, quite frankly, I'm not a cardio woman. It's not – it's something that I do that's like kind of like a necessary evil. I love it spinning. Like, I like spinning. <laughs> I like bike riding. But – Cardio, just in general, can like catch bricks. It's like not the thing <laughs> that, I, that I like to do. <laughs> so, you know, but I knew going into training this competition that cardio was going to be, you know, a thing that was served up on the menu more often than I wanted it to be. So I kind of mentally prepared myself for that. But I didn't have any apprehension because since I've been vegan, I've been active. You know, I've been lifting weights, and you no, know, I mean that's a huge, huge, as you, I know you know, myth that. You know, you can't be fit. You can't, you know, gain muscle. I mean, there are so many examples, especially now. Like if you go to veganbodybuilding.com. vegan is it body, veganbodybuilding.com? I don't think that's the right address, but there's there's vegan building bodybuilding websites. There's so, what I discovered doing it was how many other vegans were doing it. So it is completely a myth. The thing about my journey on that, however, was that I did decide that I needed a trainer. Although I'm really well-versed in the gym, you know, because this was something that was so specific and they're looking for a, a specific, specific aesthetic, I wanted to be sure that I was doing the right thing. And even, I, even though I was already eating vegan, you know, they're making sure that, you know, the type of calories I was taking and so on and so forth. And to be honest with you, the thing that was disheartening was, I guess, because there isn't a lot of information out there about vegan athletes. For non-vegan athletes, um, a lot of the trainers that I reached out to, did not they were very apprehensive about working with me or didn't mm. want to work with me because I was vegan. And mm. they were very, you know, uh, very adamant about the fact that I wasn't going to be able to do what I needed to do and that how do I get my protein? And, you know, and it, it was disheartening um, because I feel like as a professional, trainer, you're going to come across across all different types of people, all different types of body types, all different types of eating habits and lifestyles. And I feel like – and it's not the thing that you should want to work with everybody. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is is I feel it's very dangerous to put a message out to someone that they can't necessarily achieve something because it's foreign to you. And that that was what I did find to be disappointing going into this as a vegan. I was fortunate enough, however, to come across – Tina Clare, um, and I am shouting her out just because she's a wonderful yeah. person, and she was extremely open. There was no, there was, it was immediately, it wasn't even a thought or question, you know, she was like, absolutely, I can work with you as a vegan, and she did research, and she, you know, did what she needed to do in order to help me as a vegan, and I never heard from her, well, it would be easier if you had some eggs, well, this you know what I'm saying, like. She never, never said that. She respected me and my lifestyle choice, and she worked within that, I and mean, it was incredible. And I think and there are you know, other trainers that are out there, and there are a lot of vegan trainers um, out there that are helping people prep for competition. So nice. it was a very enlightening experience. I learned a lot about myself, my level of discipline, um, because, like I said, eating vegan, I ate the same thing every day for 12 weeks. With the exception Oof. of one day a week, I was able to have one meal of my choosing.
1: So what was that? Okay, please tell me. What in the world were you eating that long? Because I, I, oh, my I goodness, I can imagine. a veggie burger. I
2: got a veggie burger, um, tofu, vegetables. I did do protein shakes in the beginning, but I had to stop them because I was getting headaches. Um, I haven't really told mm. you what the deal was was with that and me and my body chemistry thought that was happening, but I had to let them go. And I then used like I had like these the go macro um replacement you know was like some bars that I found that I liked that I was able to incorporate avocado. Uh I could have a, a green apple or a grapefruit every day. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. Mushroom. I mean literally it was like mixed veggies. Tofu, veggie burger, uh, my meal replacement bar. I mean, I mean that's pretty much what
1: I was, no, eating. I was, I was eating.
2: Yeah, but I was eating enough to so <laughs> so meet my caloric needs, but it was, it was, it was, it was, rough.
1: Oh my goodness! So what was your cheat meal like every week? When did you just kind of just go out to eat, or did you yeah, just no, what did you was, do?
2: You know, I was there because I get because I'm one of those types of people that when I get on something, I'm on it and I'm in, it. like, my head, or like, something I think just clicks within me, and I'm so super focused. And so even when it was time for my cheat meal, I never went overboard, you know, yeah. I, because I was cognizant of my ultimate goal. And so I would go to Veggie Grill, you know, sometimes. Sometimes, like, my first cheat meal, all I wanted was some Tad C.U., some Thai food. That's my favorite dish at, at Thai restaurants pad Tad C.U. That's all I wanted. And what that is is tofu, noodle, and broccoli. And people are like, what kind of cheat meal is that? But, like, that's
1: what I, that's, that's what I wanted. Because you could have noodles, right? You couldn't have noodles. I, I
2: couldn't have noodles. but like, So that's a food major food, che- like, che- that's, cheat
1: meal to me. But like, <laughs> but, like,
2: people are like, okay, you eat broccoli and tofu every day. Really? But the only thing that's really a quote-unquote cheat is to you noodles. Know yes, I, mean, I get that. it's that's fine to me, you know. But, yeah, I mean, I think um, – there are a lot of vegan athletes out there that are competing, that are doing well. There's a one lady, a black lady actually, she be the right but she's been vegan since birth, and she just got pro um mm. as a bodybuilder. And um, she's like I said, she's just one example. There's so many that I discovered that I met through Instagram and social media as I was posting about my about my journey. You know that that were out there. Um, I will say that if I were to ever decide to compete again, which at this point I, I don't necessarily see that happening, I'm not sure, but if I were to do it, I would experiment differently with my eating um, to where I would eat a variety, of a more variety of foods and fruits and vegetables and not really kind of eliminate things and see how my body responds that way. Because I, I do feel... <laughs> With anything, you just have to be aware and cognizant, know your body very well. And, um, you know, it, it, it's something that is not for the faint of heart, and or any of it, not even just the eating, but just like the amount of exercise and working out twice a day and, you know, the last week where your water is cut. I mean, it's, it's a lot that goes into it. And you have to be really, really, really interested in wanting to do it. Uh, to, to really see it through because it, it, it really <laughs> transformed my life for it sort of
1: It's like a lot of emotions, it sounds like. It's emotional, mental. Oh, my I'm god! It's kind Did of like after I that. Cry? How many crimes? <laughs> I don't know how many times I cry during my 12 weeks. I had at least three
2: or four breakdowns in the midst of it where I was like, what in the world? I, I don't think that I can do this. I mean, I, I really, you know, but I, like I said, I'm not the type of person that starts something and not finish it. So, you know, I just sucked it up and kept it. That on moving, but it can test you. It can test your resolve for sure. Yeah, but, but, I'm, so gl- all yeah, all, yeah, but I'm glad you got through fun. it, yeah. Yeah, totally.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so um, let's see. I think it's time for us to kind of wrap up a little bit um, okay. so you can – you can get your rest of your day going. But what resources um, would you recommend for someone that's starting out? And it can be, like, websites, books, anything that you came across that you thought that was helpful. I know it's been a while for you uh, right. since you started. But, right. I mean, anything that you think that would help people, um, you well, know, you, to, I guess, stay on
2: their journey. I'm sorry? You, you, um. oh, your website. And would You know, I'm serious. I, I really do. I, I really, I think what, you, what your, your website, your brand, who you are, how it is, how I've seen it evolve, and how I see people gravitate towards you and in information that you do put out, especially for families. family. That, and everyone listening... Please know this is coming straight from my heart <laughs> it's not coming up. I could, you know how people be. They're like, okay, yeah, now she's plugging her. I'm serious. Like this is a very sincere thing that I'm saying right now. <laughs> but I do think that you have a really, really great resource, and it seems that people really are gravitating towards what you are because you are real. And I think that is one of the things that I would encourage people to do is to reach out and connect to people like yourself that are you know providing you know tips and cues and doing so in a non-judgmental, very accepting manner, and um, I think for me that's what helps you know. And there's so many. I mean, all you have to do is pretty much type vegan in a search engine, and there are thousands of you know resources and, and blogs that come up. I find one of my favorite sources for recipes is VegWeb. That's one of the places mm-hmm. that I, I spent a lot of time on because, you know, there's so many different recipes and most of them are user recipes. You know, people that have actually tried these things and it can, you can be social with it and, and post about if you tried a recipe and how you liked it. And I think that's a way to meet people um, and engage. And I think also if you're on social media, uh, you know, hashtagging, you know, different things so that you're, then you're able to see kind of who's talking about what and then just kind of connecting to who floats your boat. You know what I mean? I think, I think with anything that you're doing, it's like an instinctual thing on a lot of levels. You know, you know, as you're kind of going through websites or blogs or if you're going through social media, you see who's saying the things that you connect to. So connect to them, you know, and don't yeah. be shy about leaving a comment or if they have an email address. You know, I'm, I, that's one thing I love to do more than anything personally is connect with people. I want people to try and come to my website and send me an email and ask me questions and connect. I mean that that just does I I, I can't explain how that makes me feel. I love being able to um, help people and assist people that are that are looking you know for um for guidance and. and and maybe even just somebody to talk to, you know. Yes. You, struggling,
1: you know? I yes, that really is important. huge. Having someone, because I think it's just very lonely, especially when you feel like there's not a lot of people who can relate to you and who look like you. It's kind of like a very, very lonely existence, because what is the stat? It's like, what, 2% of the U.S. people, U.S. citizens, I guess, <laughs> you yeah. Americans consider themselves to be vegan. And just yeah. imagine where black vegans fit into that 2%. I mean, it's, yeah. we pro- we we're we like zero. <laughs>
2: yeah, <probably>. 0.005. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But there's so many um, brown vegans, you know, that you know that are out there. You just have to just look, you know, and just be open to. Once you do, like I said, once you do find them, say something. You know, yes. and that's the thing. I think people just they're like, you know, they just kind of stay in their own way, and they, you know, they feel like either uncomfortable to reach out or whatever the case may be, but. The thing is, you know, don't be shy. Let it work for you. And you'll, I mean, if you open yourself up to that and you open yourself up to, um, you know, reaching out and, and getting social, you will find so many people that you will find like-minded people and people that you connect with. And that's really what makes the journey, I think, even more rewarding.
1: Yes, I agree. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you so, so, so much for yeah. all of the kind words to me, for being on this show, for sharing your experiences. It's you just a pleasure me. to have you. Yes, of course. So what's the best way that we can reach you? Um, you know, plug your site and your social media, all of that good stuff.
2: Okay. Well, I'm at Vegin. that's V-E-G-G-I-N, Out with Krista, all one word, com. And then on social media, it's on, on Twitter and Instagram, is uh, Vegin Out. Same thing, but it's Vegin Out, W C R S. So that's Vegin Out, W-C-R-S-R-M, On social media. So please, like I said, I love hearing from people. I love, you know, helping people on their journey, and you know, I, I definitely would love to hear from, from anybody that wants to reach out.
1: Definitely. I'll make sure that I put all of Krista's information, as well as about her coach and the um, black vegan that she mentioned before that was training, all of that in the show notes and also at brownvegan.com so that she'll be able to reach out to her. Yes. Thank you so much again for being here, Krista. And I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thanks, Monique. You're welcome. Bye. Bye.